Hello, everybody, and welcome to Jags Across the Pond official podcast. I'm Jamie, and today I'm joined with none other than fellow Jags fan, Brit Jag. Brit Jag, how are you doing on this fine, fine victory podcast week again? Oh, I'm absolutely loving life. Um, yeah, it was obviously, unfortunately, last week we had to miss the pod just due to a variety of things. I wasn't very well, and, and obviously you guys had work commitments, so it's good to be back, and what a way to come back. Absolutely, yeah. We, uh, I don't think I missed such a bad week. I was away on holiday last week, and um, yeah, I think I don't missed. I don't think I missed a very bad podcast, to be fair. So, um, but we are here today to discuss um, this previous week's game against the Tennessee Titans in Nashville, where we successfully beat them 36-22. Probably a prediction that um, none of us would have even got close to predicting. Um, I don't know if you put anything out there last week. Had you had you had a win penciled in for this one? So I, I didn't give out a score, but um, as you know, I messaged you saying I, I thought we were going to win. So but then again, I do that most weeks. So you do that every week, not most weeks. You've done that every <laughs> single week. So uh, that I just, yeah, I don't read them. I don't. <laughs> when you put that, that's nothing. So that means nothing to me. Okay, so you, you thought we was going to come out with a win. Did you think it was going to be as as good a win as it was 36-22 no I didn't I, I generally thought it'd be it'd be closer than that um yeah I just had a feeling that it was it's kind of a bit of the feeling how I'm feeling in the, the division in general like they're on the decline and we're on the up and despite and obviously we're not going to touch on it but the last week's game I just feel like for the most part the Jags are trending up um overall year on year and in a majority of positions things are improving whereas the Texans things seem to be that's right Titans things seem to be just on the on the decline so I felt like it was going to come sooner or later and yeah I like I said I, I wouldn't have predicted a, as a strong a performance as we had um but it was great yeah definitely I mean I I, I definitely didn't predict a win for this week um and even in previous weeks, I definitely didn't think a win was going to come out of this one. Um, Jaguars winning in, in Nashville just doesn't really happen. Uh, the last time it happened was well over eight years ago, I think it was. So um, it just doesn't happen. We don't win. We don't win away against the Titans. And the game started off very poorly for us, to be fair, as well. And it looked like it was going to be just another rough day in the office for us. And it looked like we weren't going to come out victorious but things will change and we're going to go through we're going to go through that for you all um very very shortly um but let's let's break it down let's kind of have a little look back at kind of what happened so the the start of the game um as i just mentioned there was was quite poor for us the jaguars um had kicked the ball and start the game which meant the tennessee titans were first on offense and they scored a touchdown on their first play uh, on the first drive, sorry, five minutes, 51, shaven off the clock. Um, they managed to come down the field 76 yards and just just really took control and just kind of owned our defence. Um, I can't remember what the exact numbers was. I think that was the 10th the consecutive drive our defence has conceded on. Is that correct? Do you remember what that stat was? Or Yeah, so I think, yeah, it was something like obviously ignoring the kneel down for the Lions at the end of yeah. the game. Um, yeah, I think it was like nine or ten straight drives we could see the points on so yeah it felt like it was just going to leak over from from last week especially when uh our old our old enemy Derek Henry started going yeah definitely 
Uh, and obviously Henry was the guy. Obviously he went in for the score to put them up seven nothing. So um, not a great start for our defense again there, and looked like it was going to be similar fashion to um, the Detroit Lions games in the previous week. Um, and then the Jaguars offense came out and was on the field for a whole 56 seconds in total, three plays, three and out. Um, and the Jaguars ended up punting away because they just didn't kind of get any movements um, going at all. There was a couple of drop passes um, and, yeah, they they just didn't get kind of anything going. And then all things all started to change very, very quickly. Um, the Titans came out and they fumbled the ball. Um, Trevor Walker obviously hit with the fumble, um, which was then recovered by Smoot. Um, so on the second drive, Tannehill was sacked by Trayvon Walker and then it was recovered by Smoot. Um, how how good of that? How good was that to see kind of um, Trayvon Walker at that sort of point there? So, yeah, it was, it was great to see because you got to see a, a real range of his ability, um, his strength, his power, his reach. Like He literally just got right around Tannehill and punched the ball out. It was great. Um, and, yeah, you could say it, it's Tennessee have got one of the weakest O-lines in the league, but it, it, we've we've struggled against some of the other worst O-lines in the league, it feels like, in in, yeah. in previous weeks. So, yeah, it was it was great to see him get the back there and cause problems. And, and obviously we'll talk about it, but the, the O-line as a whole caused Tannehill problems. Um, and, yeah, it's finally what, what we've been crying out for, because we'll obviously, again, we'll talk about it now, but what a difference it made to the game as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, the Jaguars obviously hit with that um, hit with that fumble. I think on the previous play before that, um, Trayvon Walker had a massive hit on one of their guys as well. So I think their kind of momentum was there, and he continued to go. Um, so obviously, that's obviously Jaguars get the ball back in very very good field position, um, and they successfully scored a touchdown within three plays, 20 yards in total. It took them 45 seconds to do so. Um, the Jaguars are now back in the game 7-0, um, something that we definitely weren't talking about um, five, six minutes into that first quarter um, previously to that drive. Um, then the Jaguars and the Titans come out and, and successfully scored themselves another touchdown. Um, it took them only six plays to score that touchdown because, again, a horrible, a horrible enemy, um, Derek Henry, ran for 50 yards on one play. Um, which absolutely tore us apart, and um, we kind of we kind of reminiscing of kind of what happened in kind of 2018 with that massive big play when he stiff armed two three of our guys and running for the touchdown. It kind of I was kind of seeing that again. It's got flashbacks to that. So they kind of started to kind of just establish their run game at that point, and there wasn't really wasn't really electing to pass as much. They were kind of just running running a lot more, um, which was obviously a scary sign at that point um, thinking that obviously Derek Henry's away he's got the momentum on his side and he's going to um, successfully successfully go away and obviously ruin our ruin our week yet again um, so they go 14-7 up the Jags come out and they end up falling short um, five plays in total and end up having to punt the ball away and um, on that play again not too great for the Jaguars offense there um, we really struggled with kind of the run game um, I think um, ETN on the first play um, ran for five yards but then a couple of plays later I think he um, had a loss of loss of, loss of yards so um, really really struggled to get ETN in the game at that sort of point there 
Um, how did you feel at this sort of point? How did you feel that it was kind of going for the Jaguars offense? Because we got a touchdown, obviously, in very, very, very short field possession, obviously 20 yards it took us to get that touchdown. But then obviously the two proper drives um, where we had to come from our own field, we, we really struggled to kind of get anything going. What, what was kind of going wrong at that point? Well, I think it was it was a combination of things because it didn't initially look like um, the the Titans were getting pressure on Trevor. Um, he was having to really rush his throws. I think on the first drive he had one pass that his arm was hit as he threw and it kind of just went in the middle of nowhere. There was no one around. Um, as you said, the run game, we couldn't get that going at all. Um, and it just looked like it was going to be a long day at the office that we were going to struggle to put many points up and we weren't moving the ball for like I say a variety of reasons we weren't but the pass game wasn't working we'd had drops we'd had we're having pressure and the and ETN just I mean they they were ranked what they ranked one of the best run defenses in the league and you can see why. And I think it made it worse the fact that we saw Henry like I say on the, as you mentioned on the previous drive run all over us and we're struggling to to get a first down using the rushing game which has been key for us in in past weeks so it was concerning because it for a while it did look like where we're going to get where are we going to get a big spark from they looked content with the run game and just well they knew that we were gonna have to throw the ball and it was limiting our options but um obviously defense really really helped get us out of that situation and uh get us back in the game. Yeah, as you mentioned there, um, defence obviously got us back into the game and that happened on the very next play and the very next drive. The Jaguars um, defence um, came up clutch again and Andrew Wingard um, successfully picked off Ryan Tannehill and kind of put us back in good field goal position. So that was two forced Two forced mistakes by um, the Tennessee Titans that our defence, who had struggled in the previous game and the start of this game, has now um, picked off um, two turnovers. Um, and that interception obviously was a real kind of turning point for me at that sort of stage, as the Jaguars um, were able to, um, to kind of get that momentum and get back into the game. And the Jaguars, even though they had good field possession, they did only managed to um, kick for a field goal at that that stage, um, which took the game to 14 points to 10. And then on the very next drive, the um, Titans could again only free and out. They had to punt away. So defence really, really showed up. The Jaguars um, offence came out on their next drive. And again, they could only get themselves into field goal range, which took them to 14-13. And then the Titans came out on their next play and our defence came out on top again with Derek Henry, the man himself, fumbling the ball. Shaquille Quarterman with a, a lovely, lovely hit on lovely hit on Derek Henry and then it was recovered straight into Josh Allen's hands, uh, which put us in fantastic field position for Trevor Lawrence to come on in and score a touchdown for the Jaguars which took the game to Jaguars 20, Titans 14, to kind of see out the half. How did you feel about that that first half performance overall from a start from a from a defence perspective? What 
what do you think really stood out from that defence? Obviously, the obvious, the three turnovers, but there was obviously a bit more to it than just the um, turnovers. Absolutely. And like like we mentioned before, initially it started first quarter, Derek Henry had 94 yards. Um, and like that, that had alarm bells ringing. And the thing is that the defence then stepped up, whereas in we've been saying in previous weeks, when things seem to get tough, um, all the pressure's on, they seem to disappear. And it was the absolute opposite this week. And they were tackling hard, forcing turnovers. I mean, more turnovers than we could have probably dreamed of, really. Um, but it was just what we needed. And it lit a fire throughout the whole team. It gave the offence that spark and a bit of momentum going to get going. And once they got going, the Titans couldn't stop them either. So through the whole team, it just really had a positive impact them, impact them stepping up. And the Titans... The Titans just couldn't find a way through. No, absolutely. Completely correct there. Um, so then let's talk about um, our offence. Obviously, the offence, um, we managed to um, overcome being down in the game twice to now being up 2014 at half time. Um, where did it all go right for the offence in the end? Again, it just it, the, the I think the, the field position helped build a bit of confidence for them. Um, to get some points on the board, get things clicking. Um, obviously, the earlier drops were soon forgotten. Um, Trevor made some big plays, um, some great passes. Obviously, the one just before the half to, to Zay, Zay Jones that was just inside. Like it was, yeah. Like it, it, I uh, at that point, the confidence was just oozing from them. And even if that hadn't been given, I generally think we would have gone on score because. The Titans couldn't stop us. Um, and again, again, admittedly, that was from a purely a passing game perspective because at no point did the run game get going. Um, and the only time we really used it was to to see out the game in, later in the second half. But for a whole, like Zay Jones started catching the ball. Uh, Evan Ingram obviously had a great game and he, he started making some massive plays. And the the offensive line seemed to step up as well and and the, the stop the Titans getting through and as I said it it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it was but the defense's turnovers just really handed the momentum to the offense and the offense ran with it. Yeah, the same happened in previous weeks, hadn't it? With um with kind of the defense kind of moving like moving plays, getting turnovers, and it kind of just increased. Um, kind of increase the momentum and increase the positivity on the offence and to be able to move forward. And that seemed to have happened again this week. When I look at those kind of first half stats, when you look at um, total first downs, Jaguars got 10, all 10 of them come from passing plays. Obviously, we mentioned that we really struggled with the rushing. We rushed for a total of 19 yards in that first half, whereas the Titans rushed for 119. Passing yards, we had 197 compared to Titans, 111 in total. And then we look at individual um, player stats going into that half. Trevor Lawrence had threw 23 times, 16 completions, 197 yards and two touchdowns. Um, His leading receiver was Evan Ingram, as we've mentioned already, 91 yards in one half, one touchdown, nine targets and six completions. And then still got a mention, obviously, Zay Jones, um, 48 yards with a touchdown as well. And what a fantastic touchdown that was as well. Also, 
And then we look at a little bit about our defence. Alua Khan, as usual, leading at the tackles. Devin Lloyd was also up there this week in that first half. Um, with Andrew Wingard, also both, they're both getting four tackles each. Um, so all things were looking looking positive at this stage. Um, how did you think the game was going to finish and pan out at this stage? Jaguar was leading 2014. How do you think the second half was going to go? Well, it, the momentum had swung by this point and um, I felt like we had a real genuine shot at winning the game. My my real concern, the thing I thought was going to cost us the game, we saw a fair bit of it in the first half and it did spill over to the second half, was penalty flags. And there were quite a few situations where we would have either had them getting them off the field, the Titans off the field, or we were having to throw from, well, we were having to overcome large first downs um, because of the penalty flags. And I feel like we had quite a few in the early early in the game and they that did plague us for the rest of the game, but we even overcame that. So that was my only concern. I thought at the time, oh God, this is going to really come back to bite us in the ass, but we didn't. Momentum was with us and... I think with this team, like I think it, with the confidence growing, I, I generally think they feel they can beat anyone, and I think the Titans were a bit rattled with the with the number of turnovers they had. They were just they were in shell shock because things like Derek Derek Henry fumbling doesn't happen very often, um, and obviously you could say he, well he was responsible for two turnovers, and. That just doesn't happen, especially against us. Like Derek Henry, this is like this is his guaranteed game, and um, I think it really, um, it really showed as well that Doug had prepared the team well for this game. He had hyped up the rivalry. He the players knew how much this game meant, and once they once they got that lead, I yeah, I just felt like they weren't going to give it up. Yeah, did I read somewhere that? Um that Doug had made a kind of like a presentation, like a hype video or something for this game. Yeah. Um, he's, he said he's not going to release it because it's like kind of what happens in the film room stays in the film room, but it sounds like it was a lot of like quotes from Titans players taking the piss and, and just bad moments. I imagine the Derek Henry 98 yard run, yeah. or whatever it was, it was on there and, but yeah, apparently like comments in press conferences and in in the locker room that Titans players have made about the Jags and jokes that have been made about the Jags. Wow. And uh, it obviously worked. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And I think obviously hearing those Titan fan boos as well also went into our favour. And I think we just kind of performed even better hearing their fans booing constantly as well, which was great. But they moved on to obviously the second half. Jaguars got the ball in the second half and they started off with possession. And they started off, obviously, in fantastic fashion again. 72 yards, seven minutes shaved off the clock. And they scored themselves another touchdown. And this was um, one of the one of the good touchdowns. And it's something we'll mention at the end as well. This was the Trevor Lawrence one-yard rushing touchdown. When he, um, when he stiff-armed one of their players, um, which one of those players later... And sent out um, like a live video, um, basically crying that he needs to get better as a player because he shouldn't. That shouldn't happen to him. Um, I did hear from a press conference that that wasn't actually a design play for Trevor Lawrence. I think it might have been you that mentioned that to me. Was that correct? 
Yeah, so they asked Doug in the the post-game press conference about the play and if it was designed for that to happen. And he said he'd let Trevor answer that. And um, no, it sounds like it was meant to be a handoff uh, to the running back. I'm not sure who was on that play. Um, but ETN Trevor... ETN, yeah. So, um, but Trevor said he, he thought he could beat the outside man for pace. Um, and he ended up getting a lot closer than he anticipated. Um, hence the stiff arm. But... Yeah, and I, I it's just create that that image will go down in Jaguars history as yeah. an all time great moment with Trevor Lawrence stiff arm and I think that's really solidified him now. If any there were any Jaguars fans that weren't already absolutely in love with Trevor Lawrence, that is gonna be it. Like that's that that's payback to Derek Henry for all those stiff arms that we've had to deal with. RQB doing it to them and then diving into the end zone. Just incredible. It's a lot more embarrassing when a when a quarterback does it to a player, though, isn't it? So, um, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think absolutely great. Then the Titans come back and had nothing. Um, ended up punting the ball away, punting the ball away again. Um, and Tannehill was sacked um, on that play as well. So, um, on that drive, sorry. So they got nowhere again and ended up punting the ball away. The Jaguars came out leading at this stage, um, 27-14. And the Jags scored themselves another touchdown, uh, which, again, absolutely fantastic. Great touchdown. Um, I think that was the um, Evan Ingram um, touchdown, uh, which um, took the Jaguars up 33-14, went for a two-point conversion at that stage, but it wasn't successful. And then the Titans come back out, plenty of booing around the stands. And the Titans, again, made no yards and punted the ball away again. And the Jaguars came out on their next drive, their next possession, took them into the start of the fourth quarter. Um, and the Jaguars um, ended up going down, going out on downs. And they went for it on fourth and three, um, however, was unsuccessful. And the very next play, the very next, yeah, the, the, not just the next drive, the very next play, um, Derek Henry bought and fumbles the ball again. Um, and that's recovered by Arden Key um, for the Jaguars. And the Jaguars have great um, field position again. Um, Jaguars are now 33-14 up. The crowds are booing. How does that feel at this stage? It, yeah, it was just, it was amazing. It's something that um, I've actually experienced in my time as a Jaguars fan. Us winning in, in Tennessee, and especially in that, like, in that fashion just to get to the point where there was still time on the clock and they had no chance and and i generally think the fans but like so okay they scored and they got the extra two points and as the game was kind of coming close but i don't genuinely believe that their fans really thought a comeback was on i i think they knew um that the jags had turned up and turned them over and and obviously we'll get to the end of the game um, in a bit, but uh, yeah, some of the things we saw from uh, our QB have just are just amazing, and it's so great to see. And the fact it was against them has just made it even sweeter. Yeah, absolutely great to to watch us just go out and um, beat them in such. Such great style and great fashion. So um, where we were, Jaguars 33-14 up. Titans just fumbled again. 
the Jaguars successfully get themselves a field goal on that next possession and takes them at 36-14. Um, still about 10 minutes left of the final quarter. Um, the Titans do get themselves a touchdown on the next play. Um, it did take him three and a half minutes to get that touchdown, which took it to 36-22. Um, there was then Jaguars' next drive punted away. Titans, their next drive, went for it on fourth down, was not successful. Um, and then Jaguars ended the game 36-22. Yes, 36-22, the Jaguars beat Tennessee Titans in Nashville. I don't know how many people had that penciled in for a win at the beginning of the season. I don't know how many people had that penciled in for a win like end of last week. And I don't know how many people would have had that penciled in for a win just like that after the first five, ten minutes of that first quarter this week. Um, absolutely fantastic. And then everything that's kind of happened kind of since then, uh, watching basically Titans fans crying, Titans players crying. Um, they're embarrassed massively that they've just lost to the Jaguars, which is quite disrespectful against the team, to be honest. Um, and that just goes to show how much of a terrible franchise that they really are. Um, they really are on the decline and the Jaguars are here on the up and here to stay, as you mentioned, Brit Jag. Um, what was your overall thoughts at the end of that game? Um, I know you've kind of discussed thoughts throughout. What was your thoughts from kind of the fans and the players at the end of that game? Yeah, and it was just great to see that we are, I just did, like, on the, uh, we're, we're, we've turned over the team, the, the air quotes, best team in our division quite comfortably. Um, and, yeah, okay, the, the defence needs work and there are still issues there, but there can't be many, especially in that second half, there can't be many criticisms of the team. Um for like every player really just contributing like, like players fringe players like and this isn't me being <laughs> taking the make but like players like Andrew Wingard making big plays Shaq Quarterman making big plays players that don't necessarily have a lot of game time and a lot of reps normally on a week-to-week basis but these players are all making contribution in it's in it's the team as a whole just feels great that the team the players seem to really want to play for each other they love playing for Doug they all believe in Trevor and uh, they'll run through a brick wall for him. And it's just great to see. And, and this team is is finally the team that we've been hoping for all year. And it feels like it is starting to click. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it was a massive team effort this week, especially on that defence. Um, I think they looked, they looked pretty solid. Um there's still that bend not break kind of mentality a little bit there, obviously for a couple of their touchdowns. But on a whole, I think they looked absolutely fantastic. Um, Alua Khan smashing in 14 tackles again this week. Devin Lloyd, who had faced some criticism over the last three, four weeks, was second second in the tackles this week with eight tackles. Um, and he was he was in there for some big plays this week as well, and he kind of didn't feel out of place. So he was just in to kind of replace Chad Moomer, who was out injured this week. However, he kind of sat in very, very well, sat in very nicely and did a good job at stopping Derek Henry after that first quarter. Um, and then third on the tackles is Wingard. Seven total tackles on the day. One tackle for loss. 
one QB here and obviously the interception as well, um, which is obviously absolutely amazing kind of stat there. Um, there was one play we didn't mention as I kind of went through that breakdown, and that was the um, the Agnew um, return for a touchdown, but it was pulled back because of another penalty flag on the Jaguars again. And that was absolutely a fantastic start. I think, was that the beginning of the second half? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, so we came right out and and what would have been seven points on them straight away, yeah. which in some ways would have been amazing just, just to see that, just to kind of get a bit more payback for the big Derrick Henry runs. But um, obviously by us then going down the field and scoring ourselves, we actually took some time off the clock, which probably in the grand scheme of things was the better situation. But um, no, that was a good one to see. And, and another thing we did... Uh, Another play we didn't mention that I feel is quite a big play of the game. that's not getting much attention. When the Titans were on their final drive of the game, trying to trying to score to make it a one-score game, um, Josh Allen came up with a big sack um, and pushed them quite a way back to make the fourth down quite tricky. So, obviously, as we mentioned before, Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen are coming for a lot of criticism and not getting pressure. Well, getting getting in the backfield but not kind of closing down the situation. Both to pop up with big sacks this week was great. And obviously Trayvon got the forced fumble. Josh Allen got the recovered uh, fumble from um, Derek Henry from Jack Quartman's hit. So it was great to see. And hopefully that will give them both a bit of a boost going forward now. And the, and they'll actually be able to to get hold of the QB a bit more. Um, Josh Allen only got his sack because of Wingard. I'll put that out there. Tannehill was Tannehill was watching Wingard because Wingard was in his face, and Allen came from behind. Obviously, got the sack and took that stat away from Wingard. Is what I'll say. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when we go back and obviously look at the touchdowns and things, um, we've mentioned the Trevor Lawrence one. Obviously, the stiff arm to get himself a rushing touchdown. Um, Two great touchdowns from Evan Ingram. Um, had himself a decent day overall. 162 yards he managed to um, managed to gain on the day with two touchdowns, 15 targets, completing 11, completing 11 of those 15 targets. So an absolute great day for him. Um, and then the Zay Jones touchdown. Oh my God, what a touchdown that was! Um, not even an inch, I think, between Zay Jones's second foot, his toe. And the um, the white line, what what an absolutely amazing touchdown! I mean, he was confident that he had that in. I don't know how. I don't know if he was just faking confidence or he did know that he was in. But that that was that was extremely close. That was and what a fantastic touchdown that was. Few other standout plays and drives. Trevor Lawrence to Agnew, obviously some pinpoint kind of passing there as well today. Um, Agnew, obviously three receptions and completing all three of his reception for 36 yards, had a really, fairly decent day and was quite productive in everything that he did as well. Um, we, yeah, absolutely great, great, great day in the office for all of the Jags players, which makes it quite difficult with the next couple of bits we're going to mention. Firstly, um, Brit Jag, what was your play of the day? What was your Biggest kind of momentum shifter or, or just what you enjoyed the most? What's your biggest play of that day? Uh, well, momentum shifter. 
I feel like the, the momentum shifter was, I thought, was the the, the Derek Henry force fumble. Because um, he was on to make a good gain there on a passing play. And yeah, OK, we had the interception and Tannehill fumbled. And, and those were great. But to make him fumble felt that it was like a real, like, that was a real achievement. Um, Favourite play? It's got to be Trevor's touchdown, just just because of the stiff arm. Um, and then just that, I mean, the memes that that's generated and then the, the guy afterwards crying about he needs to be a better player. It's just, it's just everything you could want for, want as a Jags fan. Um, it's, it's, it's tough because like, like you said, the Zay Jones catch was insane, getting his toe down. The Engram, Engram second touchdown was a great, great pass as well. And, but yeah, I think it's got to be Trevor's just, just for the stiff arm. Yeah, that's fair play. Fair point. I would, I would say Zay Jones is probably um, was probably the biggest kind of biggest touchdown for me, um, and I thought that was obviously a huge, huge point in the game that one. So, play of the day for me personally would probably go to that Zay Jones um, touchdown, just for how close it was. <clears throat> Which then moves us on to player of the day. Um, I think I know you're probably going to say. Trevor Lawrence um, having a fantastic day. Um, but I'll let you say it. You tell me who's your player of the day and why. Why are we picking those as your player of the day? Although it'd be, it would be very, very easy to pick Trev. Um, I've got to give it I've got to give it to Engram this week. Um, just, yeah, career high day. Um, just, he, he just did everything that you'd want for, uh, and obviously it's still a young QB. And a tight end is, as they keep saying, like a tight end is a, a young QB's like safety net, just someone to give the ball to, and it, and he was doing so much with it. And him and Trevor, obviously, their their connection is growing. Um, but no, yeah, like what an outstanding day for a tight end to get that 100, is it 165 yards? Is 162, yeah, 162. Sorry, it's just mad. I mean, don't wrong, he's not he's not a slow guy, I and mean, he's not, but he's not he's not like a christian kirk do you know what i mean like he that's not that's not his game yeah. so for him to get that many yards is just is is mad and what an achievement and i really really hope we find some way of keeping him for a, at least a couple more years yeah and when you look at that stat as well um that normally those stats are normally quite high because that'd be one big play but actually his longest play was only 25 yards which meant he averaged 14.7 yards of play as well, um, which obviously is great. What we've kind of always needed and what we've always wanted in Jacksonville is just a consistent tight end, and we've we've been we've had that this year with um, Evan Ingram in there. Um, so it's great to see, and like you said, we probably do want to see him going forward in the future for us. Um, we probably want to see him on our team, which. It's going to be a difficult conversation and a difficult um, contract negotiation is probably going to happen in this off-season um, because we'll need to make a decision on what we're doing and get ourselves under that kind of cap range as well. Um, and that's kind of a TBC moment, to be honest. I'm, I'm really shocked. I'm really shocked you've not taken the easy route and you've not said Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence also had a, a career day this week, 368 yards averaging 8.8 yards per and um, per completion per attempt free throwing touchdowns no interceptions no sacks again um and i think he, yeah i think he had an absolutely great day 
Um, just because I'm also the same. I won't take that easy route out. I won't take that easy way out. Um, I always badger on about tight ends. So to me personally, yeah, I'd say Evan Ingram um, absolutely had a day today. Um, and he probably does deserve it, in my opinion, as well. Notable mentions go to most of the other players on the team as well. Um, obviously, I've mentioned Agnew already. He he completed all of his passes this week. Marvin Jones only got himself one, but it was a 22-yard gain. Manhurts also got himself one, which was 21 yards as well. Um, the only person to drop a few passes a game was Zay Jones, dropped four a game this week. A couple of them he definitely shouldn't have dropped. Um, and that kind of carried on the same issues what we had the previous week against the Lions. And the Kirk also missed a couple as well. Um, but absolutely fantastic offence. I think after that first drive, um, the offence really, really showed up um, when the defence kind of kind of led the way. Um, we mentioned, obviously, the Jags fumbles. Smoot, Arden Key, Josh Allen, all recovering fumbles on the day. We've mentioned kind of leading tacklers. Jaguars with four sacks this week. Four sacks. It's been a while since we've been able to say something like that. Five tackle for losses and nine QB hits. When we look at it from the other side, so we, we discuss our O-line, we really, really stopped their defence this week. No sacks from them. Six tackle for losses and only one QB hit. So what was your overall thoughts of that, um, that offensive line performance this week? Because you've been critical sometimes, especially about your precious Trevor Lawrence what was your thoughts on those? Well, I think it was fair. I don't think it was just me being critical last week when he got absolutely slammed and like creased up. I think 99% of Jags fans would have been saying the same. Um, but obviously other than you, because you, uh, you were keen to see CJ get some reps. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like I say, it's, the game started a little bit shaky. Um they were getting to Trevor because I don't know if you, but watching the tape back, there were quite a few plays that Trevor did very well at dodging rushes, um, yeah. stepping start sidestepping him and and taking the and the play um, and breaking out of the pocket. So yeah, it, they adapted, they they learned, they and they and they grew and and that's all you can hope for because the thing is, players are going to get through that that's going to happen. But you just don't want it to keep happening. If if someone gets if someone gets beat one way once, that that should be it. They're like, right, okay, that's not happening again. And it appeared that that's what that's the case. I have I because we were doing this on the Tuesday. I've not actually had as much chance to watch as much stuff as I normally would. But yeah, like I say, it, it did feel like they were still getting in the backfield a bit, but not enough to to cause Trevor trouble. So. As far as I'm concerned, that's, that's a good stat. And um, I did like Trevor Lawrence on his Instagram today. That's six games this year without a sack, which is number one in the NFL for most games without a sack. And uh, he tagged the offensive line in the post. And he just put, he just basically put, I, I really like this stat. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, there's not there's not really much, much more you can say. There's progress being made. As we said, all around the, the whole team and just more of the same um, against the Cowboys, please. Yeah. So do you think this is um, Trevor Lawrence's biggest performance of the season so far? Not from a stats perspective, just from an overall um, kind of feel. Do you think this is 
kind of been his biggest growth or do you think previous games has kind of done that better? I don't know. I think this... Um, no, I, I do think... Well, there's different aspects because the Ravens game, for example, was the real kind of balls to come back. Like, he didn't, he didn't blink. He had the pressure on him and he delivered. In this game, this game just felt he was doing what he wanted to do and the Titans couldn't stop him. He was he was passing to who he wanted to pass to, even if they were in coverage. Like he was passing well enough to to he was passing him open. Um and for me, I think a moment that we will look back in, in years, the real fight in him, the like how much desire he's got. And there have been people that have questioned his kind of how much he really wants this and if he really does have much fight in him. But as we mentioned, like the wave into the Titans fans and the very final snap where they pushed the centre forward, the centre, well, they pushed the centre back into Trevor. Before the O-line could square up to him, Trevor was the first one there. And then to to be pulled away, and as he's being pulled away, point up at the scoreboard. I mean, for me, that's just incredible. He's the guy, like, there's no no doubt in him. For for anyone that called him a bust earlier in the year, I mean, I... It just they, they just look crazy now. Like he's he's the guy we've got our guy for the foreseeable future, and I couldn't be happier. And he's he's just he's growing week on week, and these performances are becoming regular. Like he's delivering. He he's after that bye week, as we mentioned before we started recording. After that bye week, he is one of the top QB performing QBs. Um. And I think as another, another another stat, which I don't want, I really don't want to jinx. I was a bit hesitant about bringing this up. I think he needs twenty six passes without an interception to break the franchise record without an interception. So if he can if he can complete twenty six passes against the Cowboys without an interception, he's 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 broken the record for longest um, completed passes without an interception for the Jaguars, which in his second year, is pretty insane. Yeah, I also just say a little bit about our QBs in the past, but yeah, absolutely, that is an impressive stat. Um, and let's hope he can do that this week against um, against the Cowboys. Um, to me, that kind of boxes off the majority of the Titans um, game. I mean, I could probably talk about the Titans game all day long, and I could look at team stats and we, we can discuss penalties as we always said but I don't want to put a dampener on it to be fair we've kind of said our piece about penalties yes that's something they need to improve on defense still not 100 110% perfect um but certainly was almost there this week um defense, I just wanted to quickly say there's one player yeah. I, I wanted to give another shout out because I don't believe oh, you are a great guy no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tyson Campbell he had an unreal game. He was only targeted three times. He had three pass breakups, no completions for no yards. And I don't know if you remember some of those pass breakups, but they were great. Yeah. Um, almost. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx him, but they were very reminiscent of uh, Jalen Ramsey. Don't say him. Don't say. Him. <laughs> <laughs> and look how poor he's doing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, he, he, do you know what he's had? He's had a fantastic season, and um, the more you don't see him in the press, and the more quiet they are, probably the better. To be fair, because it means as they're obviously locking down their man, and the ball ain't going their way. To be fair, and 
I think that that's the case for a lot of Tyson Campbell's kind of plays. Um, <clears throat> you can go half a game, three quarters of a game, and not even knowing he's on the field because the cameras ain't going that way because he's got his man locked down and the opposing QBs are not looking that way because they know they're not going to get a ball off that way. So, yeah, definitely a great shout-out to mention Tyson Campbell there, to be fair. Um, anything else you want to mention about that game before we kind of box it off and move on to next week? No, I think, I think you like I said, like, we could, I could talk about it for days. So it's probably best we just move on, really. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that's the end of that game. The Jaguars are now five and eight. And the Jaguars are not out of the playoff picture just yet. We are now in the hunt. Have you seen any of that Brit Jag? Have you seen the scenarios and how the Jaguars can make it? Do you think we're going to make it? Is it still exciting times for us? Middle of December. How do you feel about this and what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's pretty unheard of for a Jags fan to be even looking at the playoff picture. At this point of the season, we're normally we're normally having mock drafts um, ready for the next year. So to even be in in, in the graph, the NFL's graphic of it in the hunt is unreal. Um, the fact that we are really breathing down the Titans' neck and and as, as we said, like the Titans haven't got an easy run in, and our, other than the Detroit game, since we've come back from the bye, we've been really good. We have been re- only like we, okay, we lost the um, Kansas City just before the bye week, but we've come back. We beat the Ravens, come back in a, in great fashion. Struggled against the Lions, granted, but then absolutely destroyed the Titans. So. As far as I'm concerned, we're two and one. We're high on confidence, and I, I think I've said to you um, previously. I, I've had a feeling all season. I just, I just got a feeling we're going to beat the Cowboys this year. Jets is a winnable game. Houston, we should be winning because if we cannot beat the Texans now, I don't think we ever will. Like I don't know what is wrong with that that fixture that messes us up so badly. I don't know if we'll ever have a better chance to win a game than than that one. They're out of playoff contention. They've got nothing to play for. Like we should be absolutely trouncing them. Um, and then obviously going head to head with the Titans on the final day. So obviously I believe we can do it. I think we're going to win the next four and and win out. And yeah, I'm gonna I'll be loving life, but. It's just it's just nice to be playing meaningful games at this point in the season, and it's not just it's I I I don't ever root for the Jags to lose. I can't. I physically can't do it. But like at least when you're losing games at this point in the season, normally you're like, okay, it's just gonna have our draft stock. But that's like it's not even in conversation. No one's even talking about our draft stock right now because. The season's still alive. Yeah. I mean, it's positive indeed. Jaguars go out and win the next four. It means Titans will lo- has to lose one of their other three games, which is either the Chargers, Texans or the Cowboys. That's their remaining fixtures before they play us in Jacksonville at the end of the season. Um, very, very tight indeed. And, a win this week would probably get our hearts racing even more, keeping us on the edge of our seats. 
going into the next few weeks' game. So that brings us to our next week's game against the Dallas Cowboys, a team I know next to nothing on, to be honest, um, because we don't really play them very much, to be fair. Um, the Jaguars have only played the Cowboys seven times in their history in the franchise. And the Cowboys have won four of those games and the Jags have won three of them games. The last time they kind of faced off against each other was back in London when the Dallas Cowboys thrashed them 40-7. to The Jaguars' last win came back in 2010 against them, 35-17. Um, so... It's, it's been a while since we played this team and the Cowboys are coming into this game looking fairly good, fairly, fairly good indeed. I think they're 10-3 and three on the season. They've only lost three games, one against the Bucks, another against the Eagles and then against the Green Bay Packers in overtime. So um, do you know much about the Cowboys? You got anything for me about them? The the main thing about the Cowboys that I think is going to be a real a real challenge um, and something that's going to the, their biggest threat I suppose for us is they are second in the NFL for yards allowed um, by passing on defense. Um, only the Eagles have a better defense, um, so we really need to watch out uh, because they they can cause us problems in, in the passing game. Fortunately, their run defense is one of the worst in the NFL. Um, I believe they're fifth, fifth ranked worst. Um, so it, it could be a big, big game for, for ETN on offense. Dak is fairly average. Um, I mean, when you bear in mind, Trevor Lawrence has, has cleared 3000 for the season yards already um Dak is on 1847 um obviously that is with less games because he was he was out injured um but yeah I the passing game is isn't necessarily their strength I, I I would say I think Zeke is um you, you've got Ezekiel Elliott um and Tony Pollard who is actually their lead in Russia um, not a lot in it. It is quite an even split. Um, Tony Pollard's on 894 yards for the year, uh, where Zeke is on 716. Um, so yeah, but for me, their their real threat is on is on defense. They've got some they've got some good players. Uh, they've got Parsons. They've got Trayvon Diggs. And it are we we are going to have to score points um, and make sure we can. And stay with them basically okay um so they actually they went toe-to-toe with the texans this week and i had it on red zone and i saw them beat the beat the texans with um about 30 seconds left to play um when i have a look at some of these games um like i said i don't really know much about them so i'm looking at them now like you said their passing game doesn't seem to be particularly strong um their highest amount of passing yards is was actually this week against the Texans, 284 yards in total for a team. Um, and then their, their best rushing game was um, 131 yards. So none of these stats are absolutely huge, to be fair. Um, but they have pulled off a couple of big wins. So 
two weeks ago, they absolutely hammered the Colts 54-19. So big, big results there. They went to Minnesota, absolutely battered them 40-3. to So they are scoring points, just it's spread across the majority of the team. So um, what do you think the score is going to be this week? What do you think we're doing? Um, I'm going to go with a Jags win of... Um, I, I'm going to go with 24-21. So it's going to be tight. Win by a field goal. Um, three scores. ETN get rushes for two. Um, one pass in touchdown. And yeah, keep them to keep them to three touchdowns because the the defense carries on with its confidence into into next week. Wow, um, you're predicting ETN to get himself two scores. I hope he does. Um, hope he moves himself a little bit more forward because he's kind of had had a couple of backwards weeks now. Um, it seems that many defenses have kind of had had his number over the last few weeks, so it'd be good to get him kind of back in there. Looking at the bookies, they do have the Cowboys going in as five point five point favourites, which always goes in our favour. To be fair. Um, when we go into the as underdogs, we seem to perform a hell of a lot better um, than when we go in as a favourite. And the over-under on the game is set at 48 points. So when you look at that game, it's predicting that um, the Cowboys should win the game about 20, 23-20 or something like that. Um, yeah, some sort of, I don't know, 23-18 or something. I don't know. I can't work out the maths. Um, but that's kind of what we're looking at for that game. Um, I don't know how this game is going to go, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Um, I would love to see the Jags come out victorious, but this is one of those games that um, could be too big of an occasion um, coming um, coming to Jacksonville. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is looking absolutely unstoppable at the moment, so I can't really bet against the guy um, because he's not doing anything wrong to make me think otherwise. Um yeah, I, I I just hopefully the, the defence can kind of keep up that kind of strength that they had this week against the Titans. Maybe Doug could make some presentations about the Cowboys this week to kind of get them all hyped up, ready to go. Kind of keep that as a weekly thing going forward for them. Um, I think but it's going to be an exciting game. Um, lucky for everybody who's got tickets to watch that um, in Jacksonville this week. It's going to be a very, very exciting game indeed. Um Looking forward to it. Um, so that does conclude um, our podcast this week. Um, Robson was unable to kind of join us this week. Um, again, work commitments and stuff in that lead up to Christmas getting quite tight now. Um, so Robson weren't able to join. Um, we're hoping that you're happy that we brought this to you a little bit sooner. Um, we're just so excited. We kind of want to get it out there, um, especially off the back of that and Titans win. And we do apologise for missing last week's podcast as well. Um, so Brick Jag, everybody probably knows by now, but just in case we do have any more new listeners this week, how can we find you and your social platforms? So I'm on Facebook and Twitter at Brit Jag and on Instagram at Brit underscore Jag. Perfect. And you can find ourselves as on Jags Across the Pond or on Twitter. It's at Jaguars GB. So thank you all very much for listening. And again, apologies that we didn't record last week, but you probably didn't want us hear us talking about that embarrassing loss against um, the Lions. 
Hopefully we'll be on our podcast early next week again and we are just as positive as we are today discussing a win against the Cowboys. That would be great indeed. So thank you all again for listening and we will speak to you all again soon. Mm-hmm.